Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcome, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Manuel Rodriguez and the 60-man player pool, and ask me questions if I was confusing. Some of you may know I'm running a suite on players who are on the Cubs' 60-man player pool, but are not on the 28-man roster, and principally haven't been on it the entire season. Nonetheless, as of a week ago, there were two players on the Cubs roster, the 40-man roster, that were not on the 60-man player pool. One of those, Zach Short, has been traded, but one is still around in Manuel Rodriguez. And some of you who are astute may be wondering, why the heck would a team have someone on the 40-man roster that they're not including in the 60-man player pool. That seems kind of rather ridiculous. And to an extent, there's a lot of a, there's a lot of ridiculous involved in it. A whole lot, though not necessarily the ridiculous you're thinking about. So I'm going to take a look at Manuel Rodriguez and the 60-man player pool and see if there's maybe a Venn diagram, something like that. Where's the uh, where's the intersection between Manuel Rodriguez and the 60-man player pool and why he's not on it? So I guess the non-intersection. Um, Rodriguez, I was going to do the podcast. I'd pressed play. I'd started. And then I realized I really don't know all that much about him. So I did a little bit of research, a little tiny bit. Manuel Rodriguez is from Meridia, Mexico in Yucatan, presumably the Yucatan Peninsula, somewhere near that. And it's uh, west, what was it, 500 miles west of Cuba and 800 miles west of Cuba and 500 of Miami, something like that. But it's basically... uh, in the heart of Mexico, and the team in Yucatan is the Leones de Yucatan, the Yucatan Lions. No player from Yucatan, Mexico, has ever pitched at the major league level. Obviously, with Manuel Rodriguez, the Cubs would like to change that. As a 17- and 18-year-old Rodriguez had pitched for the Lions, the Yucatan Leones. In Mexico, it's run a little bit differently with their major league teams. Their major league teams are out to win. It's not like minor league baseball where it's about player development. It's the teams are trying to win. However, if they can locate a player, particularly a local player, that's interested in joining said squad, then they're more than welcome to add them to the team. If they're good enough, 
because I don't know what the exact rules are as far as their player contracts and all that kind of stuff. If you have a decent young player who's from the area, it's probably a useful thing to add them to the roster. And the Yucatan Lions probably have a fairly decent grasp of which players in the area are worth signing. You know, if you if you are running a baseball team in an area, you're probably going to invite youth squads to, you know, get free tickets or reduce tickets and uh, have games where, uh, you know, they, they come and participate in uh, gimmick games like get regular minor league games. And there's probably some awareness of with the Yucatan Lions, who are the best players in, say, the 100-mile radius of the city. I would guess that. You would probably have someone who, whether there's a direct scouting system or an indirect scouting system, if you're talking to the coaches, who are the best youth teams, who are the best players on the youth teams, you probably have a bit of a decent idea and you probably have a bit of an inside track if you're being smart about it. And Rodriguez signed with the Lions. And after a couple, three years, he signed with the Cubs as the, hmm, the rules for signing Mexican talent were different three years ago than they are now. I just phrase it that way. And it was rather easy three years ago, five years ago, for a team to sign players from the Mexican League to minor league contracts. Not as easy now. At least, uh, it's more likely to count against the player spending limits that every team has every year. So Rodriguez was signed to a Cubs contract and started to do the long, slow crawl up the system. I think he was in Mesa, then jumped to Eugene, then jumped to South Bend, then jumped to Myrtle Beach, then jumped back to South Bend. Stayed at South Bend a while, moved to Myrtle Beach. And in the off-season of 2019, before 2020, the Cubs decided to add Rodriguez to the 40-man roster so as to prevent him from getting poached by another organization. It was a bit of a surprise, but if a team decides they don't want to lose the talent, and they have the 40-man roster spot available, it's worth the gamble. My memory of Manuel Rodriguez from 2018, at the time he was with South Bend, and he had been struggling a bit. South Bend, the night before, had played a game where they had burned through a bunch of their relief pitchers. And they brought in Rodriguez in the ninth inning. South Bend was kind of fighting for a playoff spot. They were the third team 
out and they needed to get hot and they needed to win a string of games. They brought in Rodriguez in the top of the ninth inning. I think it was four to nothing, five to nothing. They had a nice cushion and they, okay, let's just get three outs from Manuel Rodriguez and let's go home. Manuel Rodriguez recorded one out. When he left, the game was tied. The reliever that came in saved his bacon. It was really sad to listen to Rodriguez because you could tell he was trying to do what he was supposed to do, but he was out of the zone, missing by feet, not inches. He'd hit the batter. He'd give up a line drive single, and he did finally throw one over the plate. And it was just very frustrating. All he wanted to do was get three outs and get the heck out of there. But um, because the game ended up tied going into the 10th inning, well, you know how the uh, extra inning rules work. It ended up going like 11 innings, and they absolutely shredded through their bullpen, and all they needed from Rodriguez was one out. And it would have been so very easy with 95 to 98 percent of the baseball fans to say nope this guy is not it we're going to launch him to the sun we're going to get him out of our organization as quickly as possible because obviously since he had one bad outing among some other bad outings he has no chance to ever succeed in Major League Baseball, and certainly never make it to the Major Leagues to be the first Major League player from the from um, Meridia, Yucatan, Mexico, to make it to the Major Leagues. Because after all, he had one bad outing. Fortunately, the Cubs were wiser than that. Fortunately, my fears of, oh my goodness, I hope they just don't release him off of this outing. That would be horrible. It would be crushing. Hopefully the Cubs didn't do that. They kept him. And eventually he figured it out because baseball is not an all or nothing. Baseball is not a um, player development happens in a natural and orderly fashion. And you can tell exactly. No, it doesn't work that way. Sometimes pitchers have bad outings and you have to learn to look past the bad outing on occasion and ask, does this guy have a shot? I do so much appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. I was checking in between podcast recordings and the numbers are higher on a Friday night at, oh my goodness, it's 12 o'clock. Um, and people are still listening and it's wonderful. And I really do appreciate it. And as you guys continue to listen, that continues to push me to do more podcasts so you can learn more about the hidden side of the Cubs. Hopefully there's one or two of these that you're thinking, you know, I'd like to forward this on to a friend because they're kind of a Cubs fan and they might be interested in this kind of thing as well. And feel free to pass along one. Maybe this would be the one. And hopefully they'll learn to appreciate the podcast as well. Uh, Anchor permits sponsorships of podcasts. That would be cool. Even if you're not going to sponsor, even if you're not going to share a podcast, I just dig you listening because... You're only listening because you're learning stuff. 
You're certainly not listening for the production content value. It's it's not that. I really appreciate you guys listening and thanks. So, Manuel Rodriguez was added to the 40-man roster over the winter and was in camp. One of his outings, he made a pitch and he stopped. Out came the trainer and I think the term was strained forearm. It looked really serious, but it was probably less serious than it appeared. And the Cubs pulled up just short of putting him on the 60-day DL. And before they had gotten to the point where they might have put him on the 60-day DL, COVID had hit and there were no more minor, there were no spring training games, there were no major league games, there were no minor league games. So Manuel Rodriguez stayed on the 40-man roster. And we waited for however long it was, two months, whatever. And then uh, Cubs were... It, as things resumed, teams were told, you will have a 60-man player pool. The presumption is you're going to put all the players on the 40-man roster onto the into the 60-man player pool. But there were two players that the Cubs decided... You know, we're not going to do that. Now, why wouldn't you do that? If a player is in the 60-man player pool and the team gets to the point where they realize we are going to take this player out of the 60-man player pool, not a designated for assignment situation, but just a matter of we already have 60 guys. Someone elsewhere becomes available. Now, there's uh, somebody with the Sugarland Skeeters who's having a really fantastic season, and the team decides, you know what? We're going to sign this guy and bring him into the 60 man player pool because we think he has upside. So they bring him into the 60 man player pool, but the 60 man player pool is full. What the team would have to do is release someone from the 60-man player pool. If a player is released from the 60-man player pool, they would not be allowed to come back to that team for that season. And, very possibly, he would sign with another team and get added to their 60-man player pool. So, if you have a player in your organization who is on the 40-man roster, but there's really not much of a pathway to him being added to the 28-man roster through the season. There's just really not a logical fashion that this is the guy that I would want to add to the the 28-man roster in the season. The Cubs had a couple of guys that said, you know, we're probably not going to use them. So instead of adding them to the 60-man player pool, they left Manuel Rodriguez and Zach Short on the 40-man roster, but did not invite them to the 60-man player pool. Rodriguez, there's really no reason to suspect 
that if he would have been in the 60-man player pool, he would have improved himself enough to be considered better than some of the guys they've already released. The Cubs released Cody Allen from the 60-man player pool. They released Kelvin Herrera. They released a couple other guys from the 60-man player pool. Just, no, we don't have... We have other people we're bringing in, and to make room for them, we have to let people go so you guys go away. Some of the guys that they released are better than Manuel Rodriguez is dot, 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 right now. Would Rodriguez have benefited from being in the 60-man player pool? Oh, yes, he definitely would have. Um, I'm a strong believer in if a professional athlete in whatever their specialty, whatever their preference, if they're being properly trained with top-level coaches against quality opposition, they'll get better. Unless, of course, they get hurt. But you can't base entirely everything on, well, I don't want him to play because he might get hurt. You're hoping that, yeah, he's going to get better. But the way the owners set it up, there were only 60 spots. Only 60 spots, which sounds kind of excessive to some, but when it gets to a point where the Cubs have pretty much tried to stay at the 57-58 mark. For a while, they were below that. There have been a couple times they bumped up to 59, but usually they like to be at about 57-58, Because if someone does become available, you want to have a spot. You want to be able to say, okay, we're bringing in this guy because somebody else released him and he can help our team, if not this year, then next year. If someone becomes available because somebody else gets in too desperate a shape and they absolutely have to release somebody, you want to be able to say, hey, we want to sign you and we have a spot for you in our 60-man player pool. Right now, the Cubs have a couple of guys that they could possibly let go of, but they haven't decided to yet. You want to probably be in the 58-59 range, and whenever the Cubs have gotten to the point where they're at 58 and 59, and they want to add a couple players, they had that happen last week. They, Josh Fegley was added to the um, 60-man player pool, as was Hernan Perez after they were designated for assignment. They cleared. They said, yes, we will go back to South Bend. They went back to South Bend. And as they pulled into South Bend, Pedro Strope, or no, correction. Um, Cody Allen was leaving and one other reliever was leaving. They, They don't want to get to... Pedro Strope is arriving. He will make 60. Now, will they release someone as Strope arrives so that they have an extra spot? Maybe yes, maybe no. But uh, it is generally a good idea to have one extra spot just in case something silly happens. For instance, with the Yankees, they had an extra spot available and all of a sudden all their middle infielders started to get hurt. So they signed a shortstop who isn't particularly bragworthy, 
but he's an experienced middle infielder, and they brought him in, and they ended up using him at the major league level. Then they sent him back down, and they left him in the 60-man player pool because if they have a couple more injuries, they might need him again. And I saw just today Gio, Gio Urshela, the Yankees' third baseman, when a couple people got hurt. He's gotten injured, so the Yankees have just been having just having horrible injury luck. And who knows? They they might have to call up uh, again. I'm forgetting the dude's name. I'm forgetting the dude's name. He's one of those guys who just shows up, and when you absolutely need him, he's available, and he's nothing special. But uh. So the 60-man player pool, the owners really should have expanded the pool to 70 or 80 players. So more players like Manny Rodriguez could actually get to pitch. It would be so much more useful for Rodriguez to be able to play every day, for Cole Roederer to play every day, for Ed Howard to play every day after he was drafted. And it's not just the Cubs. Every team in the league has pitchers and hitters that would all benefit from having quality opposition for two months. But for whatever reasons, the owners decided, nah, 60 players, that's enough. That's enough. And quite a few team, quite a few fans at the start were saying, well, why is it that the Cubs haven't sprinted out to 60 players? Why don't they have 60 players in their camp? They didn't want to have to release anybody. I asked a couple, oh, about a week ago. Someone was saying the Cubs should invite a whole bunch of players to the camp to, well, however many it would have been, to blast up the level of players to 60 and let go of some of the older players who really don't have that much of a future and probably aren't going to help the team this way this year anyway. So they were saying that this person, who knows what he's talking about, that the Cubs should really invite Cole Roeder and Ed Howard and ran off about four or five more names. It's like, I can't agree with you. I can't disagree with you that that would be a very nice thing. However, I do have one question for you. How many catchers are going to get injured the next month? You didn't have an answer for me. Since you don't know how many catchers are going to get injured the next month, it's kind of difficult to say exactly how many players you should have in camp because you don't know how many catchers you're going to need all of a sudden. And if you all of a sudden have to go out and start signing players to cover for people who are going to be out for 8 or 15 days, then you're probably better off not inviting the players to camp and endangering losing them. So, Manuel Rodriguez would not have played for the Cubs this year anyway. If he were in the alternate training site in South Bend, he would have gotten better. He would have gotten closer to being ready to help the team in 2021, which might be doubtful anyway. 
there is a reason he's on the 40-man roster. He throws hard. And in his spring training outings, he looked fairly good. He looked like eventually he might belong. He didn't look like he belonged right now, but that very rarely happens with players who are very inexperienced. Rodriguez has a future, but it's a future much more than a present. That's why he's on the 40-man roster, and that's why he's not on the 60-man player pool. That, as well as G-owners, thank you very much for trying to prevent teams from being able to develop talent in a pandemic. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll try to have another podcast ready as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to make that one worth your time as well. Be safe. Go Cubs, go. And be nice to people.